Empire. Deal back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assists from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took his in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up, guys? We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions! This podcast is all over social media, so follow us on Twitter at Beltway Bro Pod, Instagram at Beltway underscore sports underscore bros underscore podcast. Also, the Facebook group, just search Beltway Sports Bros Podcast. And you can also find us at BeltwaySportsBros.com. There's a podcast player right on the front page. If someone you know doesn't want to or know how to download a podcast app or even knows what a podcast is, just tell them to go to the website and hit play. Simple as that. Thank you for joining us today. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vazana, and as always, my brother, Noel. Program note, we're going to have a special Wednesday show with a uh, review of Washington's win over Cincinnati, which doesn't happen very often. We're doing back-to-backs? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you gonna be all right? I guess. I mean, I might request to be traded if I don't. Get, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you gonna get traded? I don't know. Believe don't, in wizards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, they won't take you. I know. I'm worth it. My cap is too big. <laughs> <laughs> but and then we're obviously gonna do a preview of the big Thanksgiving Day matchup between the Cowboys and the Washington Football Team. The tradition, unlike any other, the football so team disgusting. versus the Cowboys. The football team. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, did you uh, hold but, on? Did you yeah. hear about and my prediction may come to fruition. We'll get on to the Wizards, but I just wanted to get this out because I like saying that I'm right. Hmm. And speaking of, Jason Wright said that they may be keeping the name and actually one of the options could be Washington Football Club. Really? He said that? Yeah. I didn't see quoted that. Quoted twice. That's what it should have been from the beginning should've anyway. Been from the fucking beginning, man. I I'm telling you if that goes You'll never hear the end of it from me. Well, I think that they would avoid a lot of chuckles over, oh, football team. At least football club is They just didn't do it because they didn't want it to sound like a soccer team. And that's fine, but it sounds so much cleaner that way. And they know that it does. When I read that article, I can't recall what it was in. But yeah, he was quoted as saying, you know, Washington football club's on the table. I was like, you're damn right. Let's do it. Fuck you, red red birds, red squirrels, whatever the hell they were talking about. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. red tails, man, myself. <laughs> I like a little red tail. <laughs> I, I don't know. You like uh, roosters yeah. now, I guess? Is that, is that your thing? It's a fetish? Big day today, though. We're going to have... Later on, first, we're going to have a little conversation amongst ourselves about what's been going on with the Wizards. But um, And then we're going to have the pro on, Wizards and Nationals insider for NBC Sports Washington and host of the Nationals Talk podcast, Chase Hughes, for his second appearance. He's going to be on the show and then talking about what he's heard about John Wall's trade demands and many other Wizards-related topics. So yeah, buckle we, up for that. if we can get to them all. It's loaded, man. It is loaded. I mean, this Wall thing came out of left field, so... Yeah, well, nothing surprises me with this squad. So to start things off, I'm going to talk a little Wizards, like we said. You know, all Wizards all the time today. Yeah, let's so do if it. you don't like the Wizards, change the channel. But 
We like them. Please so don't. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of news over the weekend. Uh, we covered the draft on the last show. So go check that out if you haven't heard it. So we're going to talk about a little free agency, which the period started on Friday. And after months and months and months of speculation, especially on this show, our boy Davis, he's back, baby. Davis! <laughs> Resigns with the Wizards with a five-year, $80 million deal, which isn't bad. Sounds a lot more than it is. I mean, I had to I convince think. you that it was a lot less than what you... I had to start I giving you breakdowns of different players and shit of what the comparisons were. It's reasonable. It's not breaking the bank. He got what he deserved to get. He earned that money. It's like Shepard said in the press conference. He earned every dime of it. That's his market. That's where he's at. And um, I'm happy to have him, man. I think it's it's huge. I'm just amazed that he was asking for like $19 million And I mean, he's going to make like $13 million this year. Kind of reminds me of like Gortat's deal yeah. a little bit. Because as the years progressed, he was vastly underpaid. Even though, you know, he wasn't a perfect player by any stretch. But he was making $10 million by the fifth year. Right. And he it was a steal by then very productive player and I think that's what's going to happen here he starts with like 13 million plus the first year and it goes up I think to what is it 19 in the last year whatever it is and by that point I mean that's going to be nothing oh yeah no that's that's going to be completely reasonable they didn't they didn't overextend themselves and that's what the market gave and that's what they paid them so now they still have some room to do a couple of things that they wanted to do and keep the Beals of the world happy <laughs> yeah. and uh, and and move forward and then dun 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 <laughs> what happened next matt well funny you mention it noel so we're all giddy over the Breton signing or re-signing then just hours later the bomb drops that our favorite i guess point guard who hasn't played in two and a half years was demanding a trade that'd be john wall so what was interesting about it though was that yesterday Wizards GM Tommy Shepard at a press conference and said that he never asked for one and said the team had no plans to trade him. We've had some personal discussions about this. Um, what do you think, Noel? I was going to come on here completely fired up and ballistic about the trade request by Wall because I was going to get sucked in just like everybody else did. This pilot light that was put up out of left field, basically, that all of a sudden that uh, Wall wanted to be traded. I mean, there was this Westbrook wall shit that was going on. And Tom Shepard straight up came out and said, it didn't happen. And I'm happy. I want to see this ship sail. We deserve to see where this is going to go. And we'll see if all this comes to fruition, you know, and we're going to have Chase on later, ask him the same type of questions. But all these reporters dove in head first. They all did. They did. And shit, we've had Moderno on the show. Great guy. Bullets. Who? Yeah, Who's your that? guy. Sorry, your guy. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> secondary. I'm. Oh no, no. I was saying Chase Hughes is on now, so it's uh, Moderno's no longer a part of the oh, in, oh, insider equation. <laughs> but I'm just kidding. Just kidding, Matt. Bullets forever. For example, <laughs> they're doing day to day wall. Why walls leaving? And now their entire investment in all this could potentially be blown up because this whole thing was a bullshit rumor. Kind of reminds me of the Snyder burlesque house shit with Gruden where they're having orgies. It might not be to that extent, but I really, I wholeheartedly believe the amount of that straight shooter Tommy Shepard is. He's not going to come out and people need to watch the press conference that he had. And he was asked the question on two different occasions. 
What's the deal? Where are we at with Wall? When did the request for trading happen? Specifically says it did not happen. Wall's happy here. We're happy with Wall. He's happy with the Wizards. We're happy with everything that Wall is bringing. He goes down examples of how Wall has been good. They talk to each other every other day. He didn't have to go to that extent for what? To get a little bit of trade capital? He's willing to risk his entire reputation. His entire reputation to lie for this guy? Over what? To save themselves a draft pick on a trade? Come on. I don't buy it. I don't. All he would have had to have said was, we're working on it. We're talking with Wall. Things are fine. Wait and see. Anything that transpires moving forward, you guys will be the first to know. And he could have moved on with this day. Instead, he decided to give a breakdown of why Wall is in the franchise and why they want to continue moving forward with him. Didn't need to go to that extent. That's overkill. And now people are going to take it. Well, he might have done it that way just to get people off the scent. Bullshit. I'm going to have to disagree with you on this Of course you are. Because you hate Wall. That's all. Just acknowledge it, Matt. Start off with that. Start off with that. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You straight up do. I don't hate Wall. Yeah, you do. Okay, fine. Go ahead. I'm referring to what Tommy Shepard said. Of course he's going to deny it. Number one, you have to think about the team itself. Because if, if they're under the impression that John Walt doesn't want to be there, you're already starting the season behind the eight ball. Or the eight wall, perhaps. Are you trying to come <laughs> up with a title for the show? Like you've been waiting no. you've been waiting for that one. I swear to God, it just came to my head. I, 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 I swear on my children. But um no, I it's not a bad title, actually. <laughs> no, but it, it doesn't make sense from a general manager's perspective, from a coaching perspective, from a team perspective to have one of your superstars, your, really your second best player, let's be honest, because Beal has taken that moniker at this point. But I would say that having the guy who's supposed to be running the team in John Wall as the point guard and already starting behind the eight ball, like I said, is not a good look. For instance... To who? Hold on. Robin Lopez, who was just signed. Oh, uh, that's surreal. Who gives... No, no, a- I'll let, I let oh. you talk. You know, like, All right, can go I, ahead. Can I? Go okay. Ahead. Robin Lopez just signed, and the first thing he does on Twitter is do this gif or whatever of like a burning building, and he's walking out. No, slowly. no, it's from um, it's from Community. Oh, is that? Yeah, what it is? it's from Community. He's bringing the pizzas in. And yeah, 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 yeah. And the fires going on in the apartment. It's a beast tweet. It, it really yeah, was. It, 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 was it was great. It was awesome. But I'm saying that is a problem when the guy you just signed is just like, "What the fuck's going on here? What did I just get walk into?" So. That's your first thing. Is that before or after he got paid about $3 million more than he should have? That would be after. Oh, actually. okay. Poor guy. I'm sorry. No, I'm not saying, sorry I'm for not... him to rot on a bench and play 15 minutes a game and grab three boards. Fuck him. That's just one example. You want to keep the team together and not have a guy that gives off the impression that he's unhappy. I'm not saying it's not going to come out eventually, but to start things off initially, let's have a, a kumbaya moment that we're all at least new together and... Let's let's work towards something and not have a disgruntled asshole in there that doesn't want to be there. And number two, you brought up the trade thing. Absolutely. Automatically, when a guy says he wants to be traded, his trade value diminishes. And to me, I think what happened is that it did come out. I mean, look at the Trent Williams situation. Many trade situations where a guy doesn't say anything, where there's smoke, there's fire. So I'm sure there was some validity to it in some way. I'm not saying that he was just like 
move me now, assholes. I'm, I will never play a minute for you like Trent Williams did. But he does have a good relationship with Tommy Shepard. He was pissed off that he said basically that they're building around Beal. And he's like, what am I, chop liver? And that probably pissed him off. And he's got an ego. So you're right? saying that Tommy Shepard's lying then? Absolutely. So his payoff is to appease Robin Lopez and the new guys that are that are new and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed coming into the great franchise of Washington to that, that they're going to come into a locker room with disdain because Wall is a disruptor. So he's willing to put his reputation on the line. 40 years, hold on, 40 years in the industry. Finally, this dude gets a GM job, an interim job a, a half a year ago. Now he finally establishes himself and starting to build a culture here. This is what this guy decides to do. He has three options. Straight up lie to the press, lose all credibility if it comes out, and all Wall would have to do is a two-sentence tweet, Tom Lyon. Tom's reputation would be out the fucking window. And you know whose reputation would go up? John Wall, because everybody would believe, oh, that's why this asshole wanted to leave. It's because everybody's lying in the Wizards organization. Strike one right there. Number two, the other one would potentially that I would give him would be if Wall got hot-headed, potentially about the trade and the gang sign and all that shit for a moment, got hot-headed like Wall does and says, I want out. Leonsis and Shepard got together and, sit and sat him down and gave him the spiel about, hey, we got a good thing going here, man. Let's ride this out. You're a big part of this franchise and talked him off the ledge. Now Tom is potentially doing damage control on John's behalf, not for the right. franchise and not to save face for the franchise, but for John. That would be the only one that I would potentially see. And and that's a dangerous place for Tom to be as well, because if it does come out that he's covered up for John, he still looks like an asshole. There's no money in it for him to lie on John's behalf in any shape or form, whether it's for a positive way or a negative way, because it looks bad on the franchise, worse than some asshole like Lopez, who's some guy on the end of a bench that might think there's a bad vibe in the locker room. Okay, give me a break, dude. Well, Beal put that tweet out too. He put out a you know, jokey tweet about, holy shit, what the fuck is going on? Because he had no idea. That's right. it. So I just think that GMs will lie to save face for themselves, to save face to the players and for the franchise. And it's John Wall's word against the athletic guy who posted that. You can easily lie about it. And if it comes John out- John Wall never said anything. I'm aware of that. What I'm saying is that all they have to say is, I never said that shit. And you're just you know, saying that the guy just came up with it himself. That's a very easy thing to get around. And you mentioned that they all sat down. I guarantee that's what happened. They all sat down and said, look, look, motherfucker, you're untradeable. Oh, yeah. That's how they came at him. No, I'm. Uh, this is. <laughs> Come on. I know they didn't say that, but I'm saying he is untradeable, Noel. He is. His contract is untradeable. They would not have come at him like that. Okay. Well, that's the reality of the situation, regardless. I'm sure they stroked his little ego. So why would he part of the team? So your initial argument though was that they lied. The part that everybody has been saying, excuse me, not you. So the part that everybody's been saying about for Wall's trade value is complete bullshit too, then. He's not doing it for that purpose. That one's well, off the window. I, no, no, I, I said that's also another factor as well. So, but if he's yeah. untradeable, why would he need to lie about that? Well, he's definitely untradeable if he's already saying that he wants to be traded. He hasn't said anything. Well, that's the word on the street. From who? So, 
from from Shazam or whatever the hell this guy's <laughs> name is on on the Athletic. Yeah. The one tweet went like fucking wildfire, and everybody caught on to it, just like that idiot that sent out the tweet about the bordello. That's where this is all stems from, though. Are, are we in agreement there? Yeah. There's no basis for this. Wall hasn't said a damn word. Shepard just came out on Monday about this and inequivocally denied that this happened. Now, like I said, he's talking about knowing Wall since he was 18, has two kids now. What does he need to go down this entire road of Wall and his character and all this shit? All he has to do is say, we want him here. He's staying here. End of story. What did he need to go down this road of Wall's life and the the effort that he's put in and boots on the ground? He's showing that he cares. He's showing that he you're, knows you're these full, guys. You're more full of shit than if you think that Tom Shepard's lying. You're full of crap. No, I'm telling you. Yeah, you are. You don't believe the words that are I, coming no, out of your I own ab- mouth right now. I do. You don't. GMs have lied a lot. There are go- you know, so you mean to tell that. me that they're going to let this guy's going to risk his reputation for John Wall. All John Wall has to do is take down a bottle of Cavassier at a club and he'll come out with anything whether it be lying, uh, whether it's saying, "Yeah, motherfucker, I did want to trade" or whatever it is. It would it take might. 2 seconds of a fuck up by Wall, which he does on a regular basis anyway, for him to burn down Tom Shepard's reputation. What's going to happen? He's not going to get fired on the spot. I guarantee uh, Leon's has said just What do you talking about fired on the spot i'm talking about losing respect in the public eye and with reporters and everybody else matt bruce allen lied all the time and he was there for 10 years You're comparing bruce allen to this that's your argument i'm I'm comparing the gms do what they have to do no bruce allen did what he had to do this guy's a straight shooter he's been a straight shooter since day fucking one that he's been in there everybody has said that you have said that he is so what the fuck are you talking about then now all of a sudden he's some lying ass asshole GM and no. you do what you got to do and you're relying on a guy that does gang symbols to no, fucking actu- do the straight and narrow and I'm willing to lie for you you're nuts dude you make no, no sense you're not you're not making any sense I'm absolutely making sense because it makes sense for him to lie about this especially if they're all under the for Robin ag- Lopez no if they're all in agreement that we're going to keep this in house how did this get out we don't know we're going to keep this in house and we're going to say that this guy's full of shit and we don't know where it came from bottom line and yeah, one day down the road, he may say that Tommy Shepard was lying, but Shepard can easily come and say, look, I had to lie because well, I was trying to save John Wall's reputation. What reputation because- for him saying that he wanted to be traded? Yeah. So where do you think that they're at right now? Where do you think, think their that- relationship is right now with all this big scheme lying that you're talking about? I think they're all on the same page now. I don't oh, think he wants- I see. I'm she- he probably wants to be traded still, but even John Wall has to know the reality that he probably According doesn't to have you, a big John market. Wall's a complete dickhead, narcissistic asshole that doesn't realize anything. Now, all of a sudden, magically, because he talked to Tom Shepard and Leontis on a couch, now he understands. Well, he probably listened to his agent and said, look, you're getting paid $45 million coming off of a, missing two years. You're not going to have a big market for you, buddy. Sorry to break it to you. I doubt you know, and, anybody and, talks to John Wall that way. And that's, okay, the, that's well, one of the bigger issues. But... You know, you're telling these guys that fuck off, there's no trade value for you and this and that. That's not how these went down I, at all. I wasn't, that wasn't what they literally said. I know that what That wasn't you mean. my, in the nicest possible way. Sorry, John, you know, you're a great guy, but you're making $45 million this year and you haven't played for two years coming off Look, of this is multiple the, Hey, everyone, Achilles. this is the same guy that's been wanting John Wall traded for three fucking years. 
Okay, he wanted John Wall traded the year they started to have him and Beal started to have breakup issues. So his credibility is dog shit. No, actually, I I just want you. I was a Wall guy. I I didn't want Beal. What? It's true. What? Oh my god! How often do I make fun of you now that you're a Beal fan? Oh my god! No way! It's true. No way! Well, I thought Beal was the problem. No way! Because he was a whiny bitch for the the first five years of his career. That's absolutely inaccurate, Noel. Wall was the guy that I thought was the the foundation of the team. I wanted Beal gone because I thought that he was the problem for the longest time. How do you know that Wall's the problem? I don't know anybody's the problem. I'm just saying that Beal has been playing and Wall hasn't. Okay. That's all I know. Okay. And now he's saying he wants to trade. True or not, he has been a problem. He's gotten up Where? When? When? He he screamed at Scott Brooks' face at practice. And he had to get... He got suspended over it. When? In recent time, over the last two years, you said... He hasn't played in two years. I'm saying... That's what I'm saying. When? You're talking about three years back? Well, when he was actually practicing, No, I'm talking about when, over the last two years, has John Wall been an issue to you besides doing gang signs that you don't give a shit about. What the fuck has John Wall done that's made you so atrocious besides the fact that he blew out a fucking Achilles and couldn't entertain you, Matt? What the fuck has this guy done to you? Besides do do charity work and fucking go to a club and do stupid shit every once in a while. Where does this hatred come from? There, I don't know why you think I hate you do. him. I don't. I do. Every time his name comes up, you, you act like he's a punk bitch that needs to get the fuck out. Every time he comes up. Every time. I don't feel that I do, but maybe maybe, uh, that's what I put off. If he's healthy, I'd be more than happy to have him. And he looks healthy. But it's the same old shit every every offseason. He's hit, he's draining threes from all over the place. Once John Wall loses his speed, he's done. He's You toast. haven't seen anything. A guy who blows out their Achilles in the history of the NBA, they don't typically come back very but well. But your answer and your defense over the last two times we talked to Wizards is to bring fuck up headcase Westbrook that's destroyed every franchise that he's been at? He is a fucking forest fire, dude. How did he destroy Oklahoma City except get to you the mean, finals? You mean you mean fucking basically ostracized Durant to the point that he wanted the fuck out? What the fuck are you talking about? Harden wanted out too. They mended Durant's not easy to deal with either, Noel. Oh my god, dude. Like watch NBA besides the Wizards, Matt. Really seriously, watch it. Westbrook is one of the more hated players in the entire motherfucking league, okay? And you want that guy to come over with your boy Beal now, who's Mr. Understanding guy that can get along with anybody. I never said that. Because now all of a sudden he can score 30 points a game and you like him. No, he can't play defense. I have a big problem with that. He doesn't play defense. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I think this whole thing was a fucking hoax. To put a cap on this thing, I think this whole thing was fucking bullshit and was freaking derived from some asshole on Twitter that wanted a fucking reaction. Because yes, Houston came to freaking the Wizards and asked about a trade because Westbrook, per usual, because he's a fucking psychopath, wanted out of Houston. Again, wanted to destroy yet another franchise. He wanted out, and they were trying to figure out what the fuck they could do with this crazy person. So they contacted the Wizards. Wall probably didn't like it too much. Took it personally, shouldn't have. And this thing caught like fucking wildfire. And that's the bottom line of all this. Each person that I've seen has written at least three articles over the last weekend about this shit. They've jumped from the Beal Wall relationship to now this shit. It went from Beal trades. Now we're at Wall trade scenarios. 
Can we Gotta trade him for clicks. Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose and um, Westbrook for him? It's insane. And, and I think the whole thing's a damn joke. I don't think there's this big conspiracy about Tom Shepard saying everything's great when it's not. Hey, they may trade him at a later date just because right now his trade value isn't there. And if he plays well, we'll see where it goes. Maybe he will still get traded because he has some form of value that they want to utilize because they want to look towards the future at the position. But I don't believe this shit. I really don't. But I don't believe it's gone down this road to the point that it's this huge cover-up now that the three of them sat down to figure out what getting their story straight to take it out to the press. And that's why there's this delay for two days. I just think it's too much to take on. Yeah, speaking of feeling bad for a guy you know, who hasn't played in two years, getting $45 million, and they held him out specifically so he'd be healthy this year. Yeah. I, I feel bad for him. No, I don't, I don't, he's, he's, I don't feel, a, I never felt bad for him. I think it sucks that a guy that wants to play basketball or whatever gets injured or just like Burrow getting injured or anybody else. I don't want to see that, you know, eh, maybe Alex a little bit, but I don't know. But you want to see Alex case? <laughs> what do you want his leg just completely ripped I'm off kid, at this point? I kid, I kid. I <laughs> kid. But, you know, I don't want to see anybody get freaking injured. I know the guy wants to, regardless if some people like him and some people don't. So that being said, I mean, I just hope that he comes out and I, I want to see this thing. I want to get one more run in. That's I, all. And I do too. And I don't want that to be twisted in any way. I'm just saying that if you can make a trade for him at this point for a guy that is, you know, some good players, potentially, if it's Russell Westbrook or if it's whoever, then it may not be the worst thing because history has told us that a guy in the NBA who was who relying on speed, that's Wall's game, has an Achilles tear. It takes them a while to come back to their form, if ever. And you have to understand that when it comes to Houston's standpoint as well is that they've got a guy that they know can play and we don't know what John Wall's abilities are regardless of what he's doing out you know, on Twitter and out on YouTube. I mean, we have no idea. It remains to be seen. So it's also you're not just giving up wall. You're having to give up some assets. And I don't think right now Washington's in the position. They're not that veteran savvy of a club to start giving up first rounders for this dude just because he has a big contract. I think you just need to play it out, see what happens. And if you are really that desperate to trade him at some point or it does become an issue where that where it does start to come out that maybe wall requested a trade or they do want to trade him. You've got time. Let him show himself on the court for a little while. See what he's still got in the tank. And then a desperate team might come along and say, we're a point guard away. We're willing to bet the farm on wall. That's how you handle it. Yeah, but- or that could be the worst thing because then you'll see that he's not even close to the player that he was. And, and then he officially has no chance of being traded ever. You know, so it may be a better thing. Always the worst with you. This guy was rooting for fucking Alex Smith who had... Um, basically a leg that looked like it got halfway chewed off by a zombie. <laughs> halfway, and, fully chewed yeah, off, actually. And this guy's, you know, it's the rah-rah story, but this guy's busted his ass. He's He's been on the sidelines every single time. And talk about a guy that, and you know, feeling bad for Alex and all that. He made 20-plus million, too, remember? I never felt bad for Alex for making $20 million. Yeah, but you're rooting for him. You ain't rooting for John. I am rooting. The only reason why you're rooting for John is not for the right reasons for him to play well. You think if he plays well, the Wizards will be better. 
that's the only thing that you give a shit about. You just want. I will be the first person to root for John Wall okay. if he comes back, and I am I rooting for him. I don't. I, I don't. I am rooting. For, I, I, I don't believe don't, you. you. You cannot believe me all you want. You rooted for Alex Smith as a person. You're not rooting for a John Wall as a person to do well and be successful and get back to an All Star level. You want him to be serviceable just so you can see your team back in the playoffs. That's all you give a shit about. All right. Well, that's the truth. Whatever the reason is. <laughs> Uh, well, that's sure. the, that's the difference between Alex and John to you. So you don't really like John if that's what you're thinking. That's my I don't, point. Why do I? I rooted for Kirk Cousins to to do well to go to the playoffs. I hated his guts, and I don't I don't hate John Wall. I'm just saying that if you can get something for him that can make this team better, then I'm all for it. But if John Wall is the answer and he comes back to even 90% of what he was doing before, I'm cool with that. Okay. You know, I'm good, good. either way. Anyway. I mean, I'm good either way. I, I'm. You know what I'm really hoping for and I'm really pressed on is to hope that what's more waste of money? John Wall putting up, I don't know, 16 and 10 and showing that he's getting back into the flow of things after two years of playing basketball. Is that good enough for you, Matt? Or are you really hoping on what Robin Lopez's response in the locker room on his three rebounds a game is going to bring? That that was just one example. <laughs> I'm referring to the team as a whole. When, when you, what, what your, when you have your... a disruptive person who's supposed to be a leader on the team, it can cause problems. And it's been proven. What are your expectations for John Wall this season? What what type of numbers do you want to see him put up? Do I want to see him? I mean, well, what, what would you say is a successful season for him after not being on the basketball? There are kind of parallels between Alex Smith and him, right? Besides, sure. he didn't get a, a documentary about it. <laughs> what are your expectations for him on the basketball court this year? I would say if he's averaging like 15 and 9, I'd be okay with that. Wow. It's not great, but he's distributing the ball. And and he can show that he can still get to the basket. I'm hoping on, for a hell of a lot more than that. No, but I, yeah, so am I. I understand what but you're saying. If he can drive to the basket on a consistent basis, pop out to Bertans, make his life easier. If he's scoring, averaging less points, but Bertans goes up to like 20, then it's a wash. We're good. Okay. Yeah, I think that those are respectable numbers. I think he's going to have higher expectations for himself. I don't know for for what the purpose is. Whether he's trying to prove it to show that he's still the man or whatever the reasoning is, but my expectations for him would probably be closer to about 18 points a game and eight and eight, maybe something like that would be, would be respectable for me. Maybe a steal and a half or something like that would be nice. Um, and get that, maybe start to learn how to play a little bit better defense would that be would good. Be awesome. That would be great. Um, you know, him and Bill can play off each other on defense again. That'll be fun. I'd also like to see Wall move without the ball and not not hold it until five seconds left in the shot clock. I'd well, like to see that. That's what they're talking about. They're talking about him playing off the ball, and that's something that Shepard had talked about was that you know him playing more off the ball, and that's what he's been running in these pickup games that he's been doing. He's been playing without the ball and running through screens and shit like that to practice for the season. That's something that they've talked about, and he's actually talked about from the bullshitter of Tom Shepard um, he has said some of the scenarios that he's gone over with John Wall besides wanting to trade him. He said, yeah, I think this year it's going to help you um, elongate your career by playing off the ball some, not always bringing it up, not always having to go to the basket, not always having, quote unquote, 10 toes in the in the key all the time will help you through the season, especially since you haven't played for two years. These are all things that they've gone over. They talk to each other all the time. Um, they don't just sit there and, you know, are like, hey, what's up, dude? And then and then go on with their day. I mean, they talk about st- strategy as well. The thing about the Wizards is, and John Wall and Bradley Beal, and we always hear things in the off season, and it always ends up being the same exact thing. I know exactly. <laughs> so 
We but shall see. Hopefully, these are, are scenarios that come to fruition, um, some of them. If we can get half of the ones that we expect, I'm happy, and we'll go from there. And I still don't think you like Wall, but that's fine. We'll I go, don't we'll dislike him. <laughs> I don't dislike him. But all right. Well, we're going to have Chase Hughes on next, and he's got some inside information, being a Wizards insider that he is. So I'm, I'm kind of interested in hearing what he has to say about this situation. Bring some sanity to it. Yeah, be nice. You know, I know you're a little heated right now. So, you know, let's, <laughs> let's have a little respect for Hughes. All right, on to Chase Hughes. All right, let's bring in Wizards and Nationals insider for NBC Sports Washington, Chase Hughes. You can follow Chase on Twitter at ChaseHughesNBCS. And he's also the host of Nationals Talk Podcast, which you can find on all podcast platforms. Also, Chase just wrote an article yesterday for NBCSports.com about the John Wall drama and how it could define this offseason. So please check that out. Chase, thank you so much for coming on for a few minutes. I know you had a crazy five days or so here. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Uh, mo- moved, uh, but, you know, everything's still got to be sorted out. You guys know how that goes. Uh talked Man. about it. it moving is uh one step above death so <laughs> moving draft the wall situation Bertans, anything else it was all in one week i mean <laughs> Poor in, in my defense yeah in my, well yeah i know in, well in my defense the nba just kind of like scrambled all this stuff together yeah you know we my wife and i bought a house so uh i think our planning was a little bit more long term than the nba being like draft free agency <laughs> right. training camp Boom, eight days away. I don't know if their planning is still in place. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> well, let's just jump into it real quick. First things first, what the hell's going on? Um, <laughs> it was reported that John Wall asked for a trade a couple days ago. Now Tommy Shepard is refuting those rumors, saying it never happened. Also, and that the team has no plans to trade him. And I looked everywhere. I haven't heard anything that John Wall has even said anything about this or responded in any way. What's going on here? Yeah, I mean, this all came, of course, right after the Davis Bertans news broke. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, what a good night for the Wizards. And then <laughs> immediately it goes back to being like a very Wizards situation. Hashtag um, so Wizards, where, as they say, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So Tommy Shepard talked today. I don't know if he actually flat out said that he didn't request a trade. There was a little bit of confusion because someone asked him, like, because Tommy had went to go see John's workout this morning and, and David Aldridge asked him, hey, did he reiterate he wants to be traded? And he said, you know, basically no. And then mid-sentence veered off and talked about something else. But basically, they got this situation where Tommy is trying to say that it's no big deal. And, and he basically referred to John as part of the Wizards future in literally every single way possible talking yeah. about how he's going to reunite with Bradley Beal, how he's going to play a different style, how he's going to be great with Davis Bertans. And the whole time, you know, I think all of us are wondering, like, okay, Tommy likes to tell the truth, and he's generally very transparent. But is this going to work? Because John Wall's got a very strong will, and I think it's going to ultimately come to how persuasive Tommy can be behind the scenes to persuade a guy who can be uh, very, very difficult to persuade. <laughs> Uh, John Wall, when he has his mind made up on something, I mean, it's really difficult. He's the type of guy who can, you know, hold a grudge and, you know, uh, be difficult to talk out of, you know, um, talk into resting a game. I mean, there's just all these little battles that they've had him with him over the years because he's a bit of a stubborn guy. Um, and I think it's going to be really difficult for Tommy to, to do this. But if there's anyone who can do it, I will say it's him. You know, Tommy does have a long-standing relationship with John. And he is a, very much a people person. I mean, anyone who knows him will tell you that. So Tommy's going to try. We'll see if it'll work. 
I know why Tom is doing this as far as from a GM standpoint, but from a rep standpoint, why would he refute it um, instead of saying, look, we're working on it in-house, John and I are talking, and we're going to work this out, we want John here, whatever the case may be, instead of sort of talking about his lifelong bond with John, going to his tr- going to his practices, talking to him every other day, going down that elaborate road versus just saying, we're going to talk this through and we're going to work things out. It seems like he's putting his rep on the line as far as whether he's being trustworthy and transparent himself. Yeah, no, that's for sure. I mean, it's something that, you know, we'll be kind of holding him to. Um, I think it's probably one of two things. Um, you know, maybe he just wants to put this fire out because training camp is starting in a week. I mean, the timing of this is pretty incredible. And also it could be him, you know, if, if, he, if it was a bluff and if he isn't being as transparent, is he's coming off, then maybe it's just trying to, you know, preserve some leverage with John, because if John Wall really wants out and he's forcing his way out, um, you know, it'd be hard to find a situation that's more difficult for a GM in a front office than a guy who has, uh, you know, one of the most, uh, one of the biggest contracts in the NBA is now 30 coming off a ruptured Achilles and, you know, everyone in the world knows wants out and may be disgruntled. I mean, you know, it's just like usually you have to deal with one of those things, not all of them at once. So, right. Tommy, if he does have to trade him, I mean, I don't know what direction you turn. The Russell Westbrook uh, thing was interesting. I don't know maybe if he circles back to that, but, you know, that was before all the, the, the trade requests happened. So, you know, at least in terms of perception, he may have lost some, some leverage even from that moment, which was just like a week ago. Well, where was the pilot light on this rumor that he requested the trade? I know it came in a tweet earlier on in the week, but when did this start catching fire so quickly that we haven't really heard it from John? We haven't, and and now Tom is denying the whole thing. Where did this catch fire, and 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 where's the verifications of it? Well, when it comes to John Wall not talking about it, um, maybe he will because he is a pretty honest guy, much more honest than your average athlete. But it wouldn't be unusual if he never addressed it. I mean, most of these guys, even like the Carmelo Anthony's and Dwight Howard's, who everyone knew they requested a trade, you know, tried to kind of BS their way through it publicly. Um, it's pretty. It'd be pretty rare if he like flat out addressed it. Maybe he will. Um, I don't know. But you know, it, it is like the origin story is kind of interesting here. Some of it, people root uh, it back to you know John Wall with that video with the purported gang gang signs earlier this off season and uh, Zach Lowe being asked to, or asking Tommy about it on his podcast and Tommy uh, basically saying that it you know it was disappointing. And then there's the uh, the idea that you know in the lead up to this uh i guess to the draft tommy's done some interviews where he's referred to it as basically bradley beal's team and john that was basically taken by surprise at that you know we're, we're building around bradley beal so john didn't like that and then also interestingly enough uh john was like really not happy with uh his an answer tommy had to a question i asked him which was like, look, uh, John's coming back from a ruptured Achilles. I would imagine he's not playing him back-to-backs. Might be a minutes restriction, right? And right. Tommy was like, yeah, he's not going to be playing him back-to-backs. And he's like, and he's not going to be playing 38 minutes a game anymore. And apparently that didn't sit very well with John Wall, um, which is kind of surprising. But he's a guy who grew up watching AI and, like, really prides himself as being the guy that, like, you have to, like, drag off the court 
So uh, it was news to him, and I guess just the comp- it light, lit a fire inside of him competitively. You would think it would make sense to him, you know, right. that it, on, on a minute restriction initially that he wouldn't want to, uh, you know, okay, cool, they're bringing me in softly, no big deal. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's, you know, it's in his best interest, and he's been on these types of restrictions before on much less severe injuries. Like, you know, he's had like his knee scoped or like a meniscus repaired or I don't even remember. There's been like a lot of minor things that he's had done and they, you know, they hold him out of back to backs. Well, if you're going to have a ruptured Achilles, you can probably put two and two together and expect that that's going to happen. So basically this is all your fault, what you're saying. So <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're taking all the blame for this one. You know, we, we had a well, great you know, night, great night on draft right. night. And then, you know, this happened. So thanks, Chase. Well, well, John, John does read everything, and it's funny, the timing sometimes. Like, it was right after, I swear, I, I never even tweeted this, but it was right after, like five minutes after the Russell Westbrook-John Wall uh, story broke. He liked a tweet of mine that was, that was actually, in hindsight, it makes all sense. He liked a tweet of mine that was a story that it had Tommy Shepard explaining how he wasn't going to play as many minutes anymore. <laughs> 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 it's like, that's, that's just who John Wall is, man. He like pays yeah. attention and he, he sweats the small stuff. Right. And sometimes it works in his favor because it motivates him, but it's just who he is. So do you feel like John Wall's just like losing grip of this team? He feels like everybody is on this Beal kind of train and, and he's just, he's pissed off because he's kind of the forgotten man at this point. Well, I think that's only naturally going to happen to a certain extent. You know, he's been the main guy for 10 years. Like, they uh, moved on from the Gilbert Arenas era and more than just, like, gave him the franchise. I mean, they they rolled out the red carpet literally the first time he showed up after the draft mm-hmm. and have basically told him over and over and over, it's your team, it's your team. And he was the number one recruit in high school and number one player at Kentucky. And he's the type of guy who really bought into that. And I think it kind of formed his uh, his worldview in a way. And yeah. So he really believes that. And, you know, he said all the right things over the last few years that have made me think, okay, well, maybe he did take the right lessons from all this as he watches John Wall uh, or Bradley Beal, I'm sorry, ascend to stardom and, and become not only a guy who can be the face of a franchise, but the way Bradley Beal has played. You know, John Wall was out. So they put the ball in Bradley Beal's hands and he really developed as a ball handler and a playmaker and a passer to the point where, like, your best offense is probably going to run through Bradley Beal no matter how good John Wall is. That's how good – Bradley Beal is like one of those offensive players that, you know, as long as he's got a little bit of help, he doesn't really have a weakness. Like he'll – he can hit threes. He can hit in the mid-range. He can attack the rim. He can do everything. So Except you play want, defense, of course. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I said offensively. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I said offensively. You did. So, you, yeah, did. Yeah. you did. So <laughs> offensively, yes, uh, he's, he's a really good player. So, like, John Wall's going to have to adjust to that one way or the other. And he said all the right things, but it's, it's ultimately all, always been down to like, okay, once they hit the floor, what happens? And it seems like we're kind of seeing the, what's going to happen before that even we even get to that point, which is a little bit surprising. I thought like at least they would, you know, start playing preseason games and then you would realize, hope, yeah. yeah. Doesn't take much with this team. But yeah, they and John Wall, like you mentioned, was saying all the right things over the offseason, even was saying that, you know, he knows now that Beal, or I'm paraphrasing, of course, that Beal should be taking the last shot and things like that. That was really surprising to me. And now he's kind of taken this 180, which doesn't make any sense. You think that it's almost like he's accepting his, the fact that he is not the primary scorer anymore, the primary guy. But which leads me to my next question, 
What and you mentioned Westbrook, the Westbrook Wall trade. Do you know why that trade was stalled, or was there anything particular that came out that you heard? Well, from what I understand, it was uh, fairly preliminary. Um, you mm. know, the the Rockets wanted uh, draft picks, first round picks, and the Wizards didn't want to do that. So the talks just kind of stalled from there, and I don't think it ever got all that serious or imminent, but it got out there, and then it took on a life of its own. And I think that's probably what set forth a lot of this from John Wall is that, you know, he had been told one thing by the team for a while and expected, okay, you know, I'll come back and I'll coexist with Brad and, you know, we'll see what happens. But then he finds out that he's not necessarily in the future plans as much as Brad is. And, and that's, a, that's definitely a change in tone. And the way he found out, you know, I mean, from what I understand, it wasn't from Tommy Shepard. It was from, you know, the media. And that didn't sit well with him. So as far as that trade goes, um, I would expect that the leak came from Houston, that it didn't come from Washington, because obviously Tommy Shepard wouldn't want that out there. Uh, we're seeing what, what the byproduct of that is. I can only imagine the fires that he's had to put out behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. But that trade itself... I wonder where they can go from here because it seems like the Wizards have probably lost a little leverage. Maybe they have feel like they have more of a need to trade John Wall. And if they can circle back to it, I mean, it's probably about as good of a situation as they could find if they want to move on from John Wall. Even if you have to attach, say, like one first-round pick, at least you're getting a known commodity and a guy who, if you uh, you know pair with Bradley Bill, I think you're a middle-of-the-road playoff team in the East. And I, I think for that to happen with John Wall, a lot of things would have to go right. So um, I, I wonder if they'll circle back to it. But after what Tommy said today, it seems like he's intent on on sticking to the plan and having John Wall come back and, and reunite with Bradley Beal in a Wizards uniform. Well, do you think that they contacted Beal about the potential trade as well? Allegedly buried the hatchet with Wall. Now he's got this – now he would have Westbrook coming in, having to reestablish a new relationship with him. Would that be something that Beal would even want? Well, it's fair to question. I mean, it's not like Russell Westbrook is like the perfect teammate or perfect right. guy to play with. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, you know, it would probably be an adjustment because Russell Westbrook is certainly not going to defer to anyone. We all know how he plays. And it might make things more difficult for Bradley Beal in some regards, but it would be a fresh start. And I think there's a much higher likelihood that the team would be good. You know, they're not going to be a contender, I don't think, unless they make other moves. But you bring in Russell Westbrook. I mean, that guy like perennially wins 50 games. He's always the, one of the best players on a 50 win team that gets into the playoffs and just happens to run into a gauntlet in the Western conference. He's still got a little bit left in his prime. I'd love to see what he can do in the East because if you get in the East, you know, him and Bradley Beal aren't going to topple the Boston Celtics or the Miami heat in a playoff series. I don't think, but they, they probably win 45 to 50 games and I think they get past maybe the first round of the playoffs depending on the matchup and that's like a best case scenario with John Wall and Bradley Beal I think Russell Westbrook does that right away because that's what he's done his entire career and though his skills are or his athleticism at least is diminishing a little bit he was all NBA last year and only 15 players make all NBA so he's still got something left in the tank and all the flaws that we always say about Russell Westbrook are within the context of the Western Conference it's a completely different dynamic in the East, in my opinion. Totally agree. See, he just made my point, Noel. Thanks. I, I want to give it one more <laughs> dance with. I want to give it one more dance with Wall. We've uh, waited long enough, and I want to see where this experiment goes for one last hurrah. That's where. That's where I'm at with it. I, I think most fans uh, agree with you. You know, I was really surprised at the backlash. I'm sure you guys saw it on Twitter. I would say 95 percent of people were like, "No, 
don't trade John Wall. He's our guy. And I was surprised by that. But Me I too. think it, it goes to show how much that guy has it's not just him as a player. People love him as a person and what he's done uh, charity-wise in D.C. And, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of sentimental uh, – there are a lot of sentimental feelings there for him, for sure, that um, I think factor into this. Well, I just I just want to see a guy play for more than you know 20 games in a season. I'll, I'll be fine with that. And Russell Westbrook <laughs> would be a fantastic replacement, in my opinion. But, but, Chase, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. And we ran over, of course. I promise you, fifteen <laughs> minutes, but it's, okay. it was like seventeen. But it's all good. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you can follow Chase again on Twitter at Chase Hughes NBCS and his podcast Nationals Talk. Um, anything else we should know about? No, um, you know, uh, it's funny. All this just overshadowed the whole Wizards off season. I feel like right? you guys would normally, you probably. First one of me have had me on to talk about like the draft and. Like, oh yeah, sure. We did him right. Yeah. Bertans oh, would have been man. the first question. We've been talking about that oh, all man. season. Oh, I was so excited, over man. it. Yeah, I mean, that's just, that's just the the world the Wizards live in, man. It's like, yeah. They can't have nice well, things. One step forward, two steps back. We'll have to have you on again before the season starts. Hopefully the dust has settled by then. Yeah, hit me up. <laughs> Will do. All right, thanks, Chase. All right, cool. See you guys. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks again to Chase for stopping by. Uh, we're on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like this show, please share it on social media. Again, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebook group. Also, our website, BeltwaySportsBros.com. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you Wednesday for a Washington football Dallas Cowboys preview. See you then.